by my fine feathered friend Someday you'll fly too high, my fine feathered friend I know that every birdie has to try his wing And I can see your planning going places, seeing things I'll make just one request, my sweet chickadee Did you see the dame at table five staring at me? I saw her. She had steam coming out of her ears. I don't care about her stupid husband. Did you step out with him? Uh, once or twice. He gave me some orchids. Big deal. That old cheap so-and-so. Flowers don't put butter on bread. Achoo! Achoo! Bless you. Thanks. You better change. I'm trying. The door is locked. Achoo! Who's in there? Might be the porter cleaning up. Why would he lock the door? Where's Sully? He has the keys. Achoo! Will you stop sneezing on me? Whoever heard of a showgirl with a feather allergy anyway? Must be something in your subconscious. It's in her nose, not her mind. How come you don't sneeze on stage? Search me. I just don't think about it. Where's Sully? This headdress weighs a ton. What gives? Why is everyone in the hole? Somebody lock the door. I'll find Sully. Here he comes now. Hey, we're locked out. Shake a look and open the door already. Hold your horses. There, now. Thanks. Move it, will you? If you ask politely. This ain't a debutante ball. Are you waiting for a tip or something? You sure were great tonight, Olga. Show's over for tonight, Sully. Scram so we can change. Okay. If I don't see you round, I'll see you square. Can you beat him for corny? Look at the run in my stockings, will ya? That's the third time this week. At this rate, I'll go broke on hosiery. Did you snag it backstage? No. It caught on Frank Morgan's wristwatch when I pulled him up for the patty cake routine. Oh, he's bashful. I like it when we have got to coax him. Better than if he, they try to upstage us. You should be embarrassed. He's older than my father. It's indecent. The old ones have the sugar, you dope. I know, but couldn't I get a young star occasionally? Like that John Garfield. I wouldn't mind getting him alone backstage. I'll see. Eat in a couple of eggs in the morning. I'd go for Don Amici. I want to taste that mustache. Bill Holden could ring my bell any time. Young stars can't chill up for the membership fee, though. A thousand bucks is more than folding money. Mr. Carroll should let the young stars in free. Do me a favor, will you? Make sure I'm there when you tell him that. I would hate to miss his reaction. Are they pulled over by our skimpy costumes? Or are they just awkward at patty cake? 
For Pete's sake, it's a kid's game, not a high-wire routine. Some of them can't even clap in time with the music. Sure, they're only stars when they have a script. The studio makes them look good. Take that away, and they're Boy Scouts again. I wouldn't go that far. I was never pinched by a Boy Scout. And I'll say this, if Leslie Howard asks you to dance, make sure you still have your top on when the orchestra quits. Errol Flynn was unusual for him. Boiled again. The other night, a fella asked for a lock of my hair. Before I even said anything, he took out a pair of scissors from his pocket and snipped off a curl. Rocky, you better not tell Mr. Carroll. We all be bald if he thinks customers want to buy our hair. What does he do with it? The fella in the audience, I mean. Maybe he's going bald, and he has a complex. He could be making a toupee. Should I leave my hair up or take it down? Leave it alone. It's tangled in pens. Hmm, you're right. I don't want to keep Jock Whitney's motor running. Sheba always gets the rich one. Can I help it if wealthy men are drawn to my charms? They're only after one thing. Correction. I mean, two things. <laughs> They're also part of my charm. Where is he taking you? Oh, some party in the hills. Are you seeing your boat tonight, Olga? Not tonight. He's out with his parents. Bring him around, why don't you? Let us get a good look at him. Well, I'm off. See you gals tomorrow. Where's the mink? It's in there. No, it isn't. It's next to my rabbit. I saw it when I came in. Did it fall off the hanger? I've got eyes. It's not in here. Maybe Beryl has it. No, why would she have it? It's not her turn. Well, reporters always ask her to pose. She probably just grabbed the mink. Hmm. Beryl would have left a note. Must be here somewhere. Great show tonight, wasn't it? What kept you? Uh, Rudy and his crowd wanted me to join him for a bite. It took time to shake him. Earl would have bumped him off before the cocktails arrived. A little jealousy never hurt a man. It might hurt Rudy Valley, though. Oh, he's just a wolf in penguins in a penguin suit. Did you see the mink? What do you mean? It's not here? Without any legs, I doubt it walked off on its own. No one's seen it? Uh-uh. What about Pam? Hey, that's right. Where is that old loose-leaf cabbage, anyway? I bet she's in the parking lot with a cane and a tin cup, hustling for change. At intermission, I saw her by the neon pillars in the bar with that fellow who owns the drugstores. Maybe she left with him. Probably going through his pockets. Look, her makeup table's empty. Since when does Pam clean up after herself? Not even a jar of cold cream? See for yourself. Her purse is gone, her clothes too, but her hat and her coat are still on the rack. You don't think... It's always the quiet ones. Miss Butter wouldn't melt. Ugh, I'll crown her. Tonight of all nights, it's positively Baltic. It's 38 degrees outside. One of the few times when you need a fur coat out here and I'm left with egg on my face. I better get Earl. Hi, Adoris. It's Sheba. Can you send one of the boys out with a message for Jock Whitney? A gray rolls. Yeah. Tell him I can't make it after all. No. He can ring me tomorrow. Thanks, sweetie. You're crazy. Why break a date with a good catch? We'll find the mink. 
because I want to get to the bottom of this. And I can't walk into a fancy shindig without a coat. I'll look like I just stepped off the bus from Muskegon. I'll let him dangle. Jock needs to hear the word no once in a while. Why can't you dames settle your scores? Why drag me into the middle? Earl, this isn't a squabble over a lipstick or a pair of silk stockings. This is serious. And you need to know what's going on in your theater. Well, let's hear it. What's wrong, ladies? Somebody push you out of the spotlight? Muscling on the hot date, snap a picture from a bad angle? Somebody stole my mink. Your mink? It's mine this week. Are you sure it's gone? Have you checked the other dressing rooms? Well, no. Maybe it's been mislaid. Let's not jump to conclusions. I'm too tired to jump. We think Pam swiped it. Is that so? Why? The door was locked after the last number. Sully opened it, but there was no one in here. Pam cleared out her stuff. Snuck out the fire escape, I bet. Anyone could have accidentally locked the door. Maybe Pam didn't leave anything behind for you gals to use while she was gone. She asked for this week off. Did she give you a reason? Said she wanted said her mother was sick, wanted to go back to New York for a visit. I gave her the okay. I doubt she would take your coat and split town. It isn't really my coat, but we can't kiss it by. What a way to start the new year. Don't tell me you borrowed it. The last thing I need is a bunch of the bulls in here over a snatched fur. No, no, no. It's ours. We share it. But what burns me is Pam didn't even want to get the mink. We had to talk her into it. I'm going to wring her neck. Well, you had to talk me into it, too. And I didn't steal the coat. Like I said, it's always the quiet ones. Pam still has her first communion money. And now she's swimming in mink. All right, all right. Here's what we're going to do. Rocky, Olga, Esme, Libby, you four searched place. Let's be sure the coat's gone before we light the torches. Beryl and Sheba, fill me in. Somebody get me a drink. Now what's the story? Well, it's like Sheba said. We share the coat. Share a mink? You dames can barely share a dressing room without declaring war. It's always been that way. Ever since my very first vanity show in 1923. Gertrude Lemon slugged Muriel Manners over a space in front of the mirror. And it was worse between the stars. Dorothy Knapp tried to scalp Peggy Hopkins Joyce backstage over who got the biggest dressing room. It's a shame what happened to Dorothy. Poor thing. Such a beautiful girl. And and now where is she? Cooped up in some French convent. Who's the genius that came up with that coat scheme anyway? It was my idea, Earl. What I meant to say was, whose genius idea was it? Good thinking, honey. It made sense. Every gal wants a mink, and we didn't have enough for our own, but together we agreed on a divine coat. Except Pam, that sly fox. We practically begged her. Slow down, take it from the top. You four, start looking. See, the whole thing started on opening night. We watched some of the stars arrive before the curtain, you know. They all wore four coats, snatch. It was the day after Christmas. The stars wanted to show what Sandy left under the tree. Claudette Colbert wore spotless ermine. Joan Bennett wore the most darling white fox. It floated like a cloud on her. But her sister, Constance Bennett, made the most dramatic entrance. She climbed out of the car and slung the mink across her shoulders and wore it like a cape. 
And she was so casual about it, you know, like it was nothing but a little old cotton bathrobe. Connie was such a vision, I forgot to breathe. And it was because of that beautiful mink. I bet we all went to sleep that night dreaming of a plush mink coat. And then the next night, when we came in at six o'clock to warm up, I had an idea. You must have been a beautiful baby. You must have been a wonderful child. When you were only starting to go to kindergarten, I bet you drove the little boys wild. I can't stop thinking about that fur coat Connie Bennett wore last night. Mm, she looked like a million bucks. You know, Dr. Powdermaker says that girls wear fur as an outward sign of their sex. They use it to tell men they're ripe and fertile. He says we like it because it has something to do with our libidinal urges. Rocky, I can't believe you pay that quack for such nonsense. Why don't you spend it at the track? You'd have better luck with the ponies. Dr. Powdermaker doesn't charge me. He's taken a special interest in my case. Does he get fresh when you're on the couch? I've never even shaken hands with a fella. <laughs> Why don't you get wise? He wants you to shake something else. Dr. Powdermaker says he's never met a girl like me before, who has absolutely no shame about her body or the male act of scopophilia. I think that means I don't mind if men watch me perform in the buff. Your doctor must not get out very often. He's never met a showgirl before? Why should I be ashamed of my body? The nerve. Men think everything's dirty. Does he ask about your love life? <laughs> Almost exclusively. Sounds like confession. You got it all wrong. He doesn't think it's sinful. It's not about forgiveness or absolution. <laughs> Sounds like a racket. Bet he gets an earful. Is he married? Of course. His wife must be real happy after your sessions. His wife? Sure, your doc goes home all hot and bothered, then he gives the wife a tumble. You're a marriage counselor. He should be paying you. <laughs> I know about that. If you're not making time with the doctor, who's in the room when you wind the alarm clock? I'm seeing three different fellas. The latest is an actor, Vic Mature. Under contract? Not yet, but he will be. He's built like he breaks rocks for a living. Hmm. Maybe the new He-Man will make good with a fur coat. Was Connie wearing mink or sable? I get them mixed up. Connie wore mink. You give it the fingertip test to be sure, though. The fingertip test? When you put your hands on real mink, your fingertips disappear. If it's sable, your knuckles disappear, too. Sable is better than mink. I got a sable coat. In a pig's eye, Pam, you have what they call Alaskan sable. Everybody knows it by its real name, skunk. I guess you would know all about fakes, Sheba Lemaire. What with that phony French name you go by? I'll give you the go by. I'd settle for mink. My silver fox stole looks like an alley cat next to mink. That's just because you see silver fox everywhere. After a while, you get sick of it. Same principle applies to husbands. I'll gladly take any cast-offs, fur coats or hugs. You're onto something there, Rocky. Silver Fox doesn't look special anymore, but Mink, ooh, it stands out. It says you've arrived. I know a guy who sells Mink. Yeah, you never know what you get in that way, Sheba. Could be a fake or stolen. Besides, I can't afford one on my own. Please say, why don't we chip in? What do you mean, chip in? 
I mean, pull our savings. We all want mink, right? Why not share one? Yeah, what's it called? Uh, a syndicate. That's it. Let's throw our money together and start a mink syndicate. Who's in? How much does mink cost? Well, Olga, it ain't cheap. What we need is some angel dough. What's angel dough? A generous donation from a rich admirer. What else is their money for? Doesn't that make you a mercenary? Peggy Hopkins Joyce said it's better to be mercenary than miserable. I think a man should buy the mink and give it as a present. Well, did Sandy Claus put mink in your stocking? No, the stinker. Men don't realize what a fur coat means to a woman. Beryl, you've been with Earl for ten years, right? Why doesn't he come across with a mink? I've been in love with Earl ever since I first heard his voice on the radio. He was on a late-night radio program inviting girls to audition for his show. I wasn't old enough then, but three years later, I went down and joined the casting call. He is my one and only. I can't expect Earl to buy me a mink coat. Shiba, he's had too many lean years. He's sunk everything he had into opening this place. Earl has to make good out there first. No, you gave him the best years of your life. He owes you. I've got some money put aside. I don't mind spending it. What about your family? They're taken care of. I send a check every month. I've got more work lined up at the studios, too. They really like me for those horse operas. I can swing it. I saw a gorgeous mink and I magnet. What's the damage? 6500 For one coat? That's crazy. Why, that's half of what our dream house costs. What kind of mink was it? How do you mean? They have different kinds? Sure. Let's start at the bottom. There's what they call Brazilian mink, which is really marmot, but that's another name for a squirrel. Louisiana mink has short, coarse hair. The pelts are dull. It's not worth the money. You can buy blended mink. That's dyed fur, so when the pelts are light-colored, the furriers take a feather and paint dye on it, on the longer hairs to darken it, you know? There's ranch-raised mink. It's okay, except when they're raised in captivity, the hides can be lighter and thinner. Might have something to do with the feet, or maybe because they don't get enough exercise because they all live in cages. Anyway, then you have Kalinsky, which is also called red sable or tartar sable. It's real good. They say it can be mistaken for sable. It comes from Siberia or China. But connoisseurs think that the best mink is Labrador. From the puppies, you mean? How awful. (laughs) Not the dogs, you dope. The island. In Canada, sweetie. The minks live in the wild. None of that ranch-raised stuff where hayseeds raise them like chickens. Wild mink has long, thick, silky, glossy fur. They are the best. How do you remember all this stuff? I didn't know you were an expert on the weasel. I read a magazine article about it at the beauty parlor. I could write a book on the domestic weasel. The kind that wears trousers, anyway. Well, what do you say, ladies? Who wants to get a mink? Me. 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 Brian would haul me into divorce court. Remember why I'm working here. To save money for our house. Esme, you need a splurge once in a while. You work hard. He rides around in a rust bucket. How can I square it? Well, you're the one with swollen feet, sore pins, and torn hose, ain't ya? Live a little. What do I need a mink for? We never go anyplace. 
because of the way it makes you feel. Tell you what, why don't we go to iMagnet and have a look? You try it on before you make up your mind. I'll browse, but I'm not promising anything. What about you, Rocky? What the hell? I have a few pennies saved. Are you in, Pam? Nix. Why are you girls so quick to throw away money? Ain't you ever heard of a rainy day? Old man depression has given us ten years of rainy days. Why else do we move out here to California? For the sunshine. To get out of the subway. For the moolah. For the handsome men everywhere. A packed house every night. I'm thinking about tomorrow. You can't take it with you, Pam. Come with us and look at the fur, at least. Don't be a stick in the mud. Take a look before you say anything. All right, I guess. Five minutes, ladies. Olga, how about you let me take you out tonight? Not tonight, Soli. We're discussing a business deal. What kind of business? We're forming a syndicate. Syndicate? You might as well call it by its real name, Trouble. Pam, don't you ever get tired of being a wet blanket? Is it for gambling? Let me in on it. I have a hot tip for a horse in the fifth. It's not that kind of syndicate, Sully. We're starting a combine for mink. A mink co? I know a guy. He'd give you girls a good price. Yeah, thanks, but uh, we're all set. Give us a minute, will you? I can take a hint. Can you? Then fade. Oh, you must have been a beautiful baby. Cause baby, look at you now. Pam's been in my show since the beginning. I don't believe she's a thief. She's got more creases in her decolletage than a racing form at sunset. She hoodwinked us. Sheba, you would give her the mink before the benefit of the doubt. What's that supposed to mean? It means you never miss a chance to get your licks in when it comes to Pam. She must have crossed you big time. Why question my character? I'm standing right here, without the mink, might I add. We're all friends, remember? Maybe the gals found it. Yeah, in a car speeding out of town. Look it, I, I, I gotta get some sleep. As far as it goes, ladies, you have limited options at this hour. I'm listening. If Pam did take the coat, she might have pawned it. Check the all-night pawn shops. Goldie's is over on Vine Street. Check her apartment. Check and see if she bought a train or a bus ticket out of town. But if you're smart, you'll go home for some beauty sleep. You go get some rest, darling. We'll figure it out. Anybody bring in a mink tonight? Uh, I don't remember. Try harder. The coat we're looking for has monogrammed initials inside. M. D. B. Is it here? It would have been around one o'clock. You dames cops? Do we look like cops? No need to be insulting. What'll it take to help you remember? Will ten bucks do the trick? Uh, it might. Why can't you just be on the level and help us out? This is a pawn shop, not a mitt joint. I ain't paid to tell people what they want to hear. Ten books. Here you go. Now, 
Did anyone come in with a mink tonight? Nope. No mink tonight. Why, you little drip. I ought to smack your face. How do we know you're telling the truth? Check the ledger. See? I gotta log everything taken in and make receipts, or else Goldie will chew me out. No mink tonight. But there's a couple of nice fur coats over there in the rack if you're looking to buy one. Those moth-eaten skins? Our coat's not here. We're wasting our time. Let's check the ticket office at the train station. Then we can ring the gals to see if they found it at Pam's apartment. Hold on. I have her key here. Pam gave you a key? Sure. And she has one to my place upstairs. We traded. In case we got locked out or lost it. (coughs) Yeesh. Shalimar. This is Pam's apartment, all right. She must bathe in it. Never could stand the scent. I'll look in the closet. I doubt Pam hid the mink in a bread box. She might have put it in the fridge, though. Cold storage, you know? And guilty parties pick strange hiding places, too. Or so I've heard. Nope, no mink. Just milk and a couple of eggs. <laughs> I might have known. Her bed is covered with boudoir dolls. She goes out with cheapskates. The kind of mug that expects to get lucky after he spends a few bucks on a ratty nightclub souvenir. A grown woman with dolls all over her bed. Dr. Powdermaker would have something to say about that. He'd probably say that Pam is overcompensating for a bad childhood. What does the good doctor have to say about people who steal from their friends? I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him. Uh Uh-oh. Her clothes are gone. She cleared out. We're sunk. Did anyone check the cookie jar? It wouldn't fit in there. Plenty of room for a pawn ticket, though. Maybe she tried to raise cash for her trip. It's empty. Look around for a train schedule. When did she plan to go back east? She would have missed the train tonight. Does she know how to drive? Maybe she's not taking the train. Pam doesn't have a license. I once heard her say she took a few lessons and then quit when the instructor tried to teach her how to park. She said life was too short, and she added that owning a car was the same thing as burning a pile of cash. Maybe Esme and Libby got lucky at the pawn shop. Hey, here's a matchbook. A phone number written inside under the name Mickey C. No, where's it from? It's a blank book, plain white, nothing on it. See? I see. Hmm. Is that the guy who came in the other night? Sat at Bugsy Siegel's table? Mickey Cohen, wasn't it? Do you know him, Beryl? I don't know him, know him. I know his boss, though. Earl always keeps tabs on the mob. He says you have to be wise about who runs the territory. I thought the studio bosses ran this town. They do. They have their own mob, the legal kind. But there's always underworld bosses working the angles, you know? What are we going to do with the number? Sit tight for now. It's four o'clock in the morning. Let's call it quits and get some shut-eye. If we turn up for curtain with puffy eyes and dark circles, Earl will be nettled. I'm just sick about it. I know, but we can't go out with long faces. Nobody pays for glum showgirls. Well, maybe we should hire a private eye. You know, track her down. 
And throw good money after bad? Uh-uh. Count me out. Let's concentrate on the show. Somebody get the canes and top hats for the opening number out of the trunk. I got them. Ugh. Those hats need to be sent to the cleaners. They reek of Shalimar. Pam must wash her hair with it. <gasps> Pipe down. Don't make this headache any worse. It's about to get worse, all right. What happened? You hurt your finger? Somebody got hurt. Wasn't me, though. Oh, you you don't mean pens in the trunk. Let me see. Is the mink in there? Ugh, nuts. It's not here. I'm going to be sick. We've got to call the police. Looks like our neck is broken. What a terrible way to go. Stuffed in a trunk like old shoes. Shut the lid, Rocky. Sully will be knocking on the door in a minute. We're going on. We have to. The show goes on no matter what. We can't wear the hats and carry the canes. They're evidence. No, Esme. Oh, of course not. We'll use the straw boulders and bamboo sticks. They're not half as nice on stage. You know, I'm not much for superstition, but hats that make up a grave must be bad luck. I gotta wash my hands. Grab a straw hat and cane. Ready? Showtime, ladies. I know you love to fly, my fine feathered friend. Someday you'll fly too high, my fine feathered friend. I know that every birdie has to try his wing. And I can see your plan and go and places, seeing things. I'll make just one request, my sweet chickadee. Don't find some cuckoo's nest and fly out on me. We two belong together, what do you Mink Syndicate is a Sassmouth Dames production written and directed by Megan McGurk. Art design by Mott Collins. Sound editing and special effects by Tama Mahoney. Starring Clara Higgins as Beryl Wallace. Olympia Kiriakou as Sheba Lemaire. M. Sean as Rocky Beaumont. Savannah Monroe as Olga Fury. Renee Smith as Esme Chiffon. Laura Mawson as Libby Branch, Patrick McGurk as Earl Carroll, Shane McCormick as Pawn Shop Clerk and Sully, Megan McGurk as Pam Deasy. Thanks very much for listening. Stay tuned for part two.